Hey, girlfriends. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the ambitious, the bodacious, the next level women in the making. This is the hottest place for let's be real conversation, inspo humor, and juicy gems of wisdom for you to step up, step out, and make some next level moves in your life, relationships, and beyond. Now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit on back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. As always, I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today with me, I have the amazing Alicia Brandon. Alicia is the design and marketing luminary with over two decades of experience as a creative director. She is the CEO of Brand Marketing and leads a virtual design firm tailored for the modern world, offering top-tier brand development, design, website development, media planning, and influencer marketing services. Alicia, it is an honor to have you on the show. How are you today? Hello, hello, Amanda. Thank you for having me on. I'm incredibly excited to be here. So thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your show. Woohoo! I know. And you know what? I I probably butchered your last name, even though looking at it, like I didn't even second guess to like ask you how to pronounce that because it, it random. looks like random. Okay. Yeah, I did it. Okay. A little, um, bit, a little bit Irish in my husband's lineage right there. So I married into that name. So nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Well, that's awesome. Well, it's, it's so nice to have you here. We're going to dig in today a little bit about the fempreneur journey because I was like just saying to Alicia I love that we're having this conversation today because I feel like you know this is the first of all Alicia you're my last guest of 2023 and I'm so pumped to have this conversation today with it being the last guest episode because I feel like this entire season has been you know so motivational to all the listeners to you know, just giving them what they need in order to do the thing. And I know a lot of the women listening are wanting, you know, are aspiring entrepreneurs, fempreneurs, mompreneurs, you know, so let's go in a little bit about your journey. You know, how did you start out in, in starting your business? I have been highly creative since I was a child. And so I always knew that in some way and so, in someday I would be a creator for a living, whether I'd be like a painter like Picasso, which uh, a little intimidating or, you know, uh, you know, back 25 years ago when computers were coming out and people were using computers for graphic design, I was like, that looks like my ticket right there. And so, um, I started in this in this industry and I because I love to serve others. So my gift is being creative. And so over the years working for other people, it's it's been a really it's been a great journey to learn from those environments and the opportunities that I've had to build. Um, but then you, you know, as a woman working in a male-dominated industry, a lot of us work in are surrounded by those kind of things. I got um I got tired of not being compensated what I was worth. And I really wanted to have more for my life. And because I care so deeply about anyone I serve, whether you're professional or personal in my life, I give you my heart and soul. And when you work for corporate America, they kind of rip that out of you and they kind of don't appreciate the hard work that you put in. Um, and I, um, I got tired of that and I got a boss that was 
not awesome, not, not great. It caused like 35 people to leave this great company I was working for at the time. I had my dream gig, Marcom director for a very large manufacturer in the Carolinas. And uh, I decided to say the heck with it. And so I left and I started my own business and, and I had I had made enough contacts and I knew enough people in the industry um, to make a difference and to start, you know, I, I don't do cold calling. I have a, I'm a warm call kind of girl, luckily for me. Um, and I decided to take a leap of faith and say, you know what, I, I know I can do better for myself and for my family, right? Because at the end of the day, no one provides for you but you. Um, and you can pray to God for help and guidance. But at some point, if he's putting a path in front of you to do something, you should do it. And I saw a great opportunity and I decided how bad could it possibly be? And I calculated how much money we needed to live on as a family. And I went after it and I've been going after for six and a half years. My business has tripled since I started. Uh, I have people that actually work for me. Now I'm an owner, not just like an owner worker bee because before I wore all the hats. Um, and, and I had enough. I had enough cojones to just take that chance um, because I wanted something better. And then during that process, it also improved me as a human because it helped to pinpoint my trigger points or things that were going on inside my business that needed improvement. And so now I've got everything so automated that it runs smoothly and I'm prepared to start like a second business in 24. <laughs> so the first one's already running itself like incredibly well. Good for you. I want to fast, I'm, or not fast forward. I want to rewind a little bit because I know you had said something about wearing like all the hats. And I think that, you know, that's a realistic, it's a very real thing for anybody that's like first starting their own business, no matter what it is that they're doing. So I want to give, because I, I think that could be a, a form of, of scarcity that keeps people from doing the thing is knowing that they have to do all the things, you know, not all of us are are privileged or financially blessed enough to, from the gate, have a team that works on everything for you to make the road less easier traveled. You know, a lot of it is wearing all the hats from the beginning, you know, and then you got to, you know, so you start making that money and then you can start, you know, hiring a team. So, you know, for the women listening who are like, I wouldn't even know where to begin because I would have so much to do. You know, what is it like wearing all that? Like what, what enabled you to still have that balance in your life while wearing all those hats? And then like, I know there comes a point where you're like, listen, I need to hire a team, but starting out, like you got to do what you got to do. So like, how did you do it? Uh, honestly, uh, first and foremost, you really need to be organized, right? So if you, if you're wearing many hats, then you need to have all of your work organized. And so being a creative, I, I rely on a lot of digital tools to make those kind of things happen for me. And so that was step one. And then step two was because I'm a service based business and I have a multitude of clients that I serve on a monthly basis developing systems and processes that we could work with, we could work together in one location. Um, the software that I use is Trello. Uh, there are other people that use like software like Monday or Asana or any type of project management software, but you, you need to start with something, even if it's a good old fashioned Excel file, right? You don't have a lot of money, right? You, you have to start with organization. And so that enabled me to know what tasks I needed when. And then also, um, I found myself in, in, in my journey uh, discovering a social audio app called Clubhouse, which I know you and I are both familiar with. 
And what that did for me was that opened up an opportunity to meet other entrepreneurs, business people, coaches, and mentors that I ended up spending time and monies investing in myself as a human and as a business owner. It put myself in coaching communities where I was complaining about not making enough money. I was putting in 10 hour days, 12 hour days. My husband had to take, take over all the cooking in the home because I was working six to six. I'm not about to start thinking about dinner when I've just worked 12 hours, right? It's not happening. And then I was in a coaching community with this one lady who's really awesome. Her name is Danelle Delgado, really nice lady. Um, and I was complaining, hey, and she says, why aren't you raising your rates? Okay, why aren't you doing this? Okay, and just finding, hearing someone say that, like the, the simplicity of how do you increase your business and your revenue, your sales? One, increase your rates. Two, okay, why aren't you doing that? self-worth, self-value, all of a sudden I'm realizing big spotlight, oh, wow, you're not valuing yourself. You're not appreciating yourself. And so I think the biggest step is to be confident in what you're going to do and don't back down. Um, don't back down in your intellectual property or, or what you have. So like, for instance, say like, say like you work for a, say like you're an office manager for a dentist office for like 20 years. I'm just going to throw a scenario out there. And you, you rock that job. You love that job, you know, and you're so good at it that you realize that you could be an arm or a resource for other dentists. Like you could also now serve a bunch of dentists across the country because you bring in your knowledge or expertise about what their, their practice needs to thrive and grow. And so now you're taking your years of experience that you have in an industry, I don't care what you're doing, and now you become a contractor for yourself, you you a contractor for them, you flip the script, you start your own business, you take advantage of all the tax advantages of having a business because that's the secret sauce that the rich people don't tell you about is the amount of tax advantages you have being a business owner. Lots of write-offs, lots of opportunities to to grow yourself personally, right? Because as a business owner, um, especially someone who's trying to grow a multi-million dollar business, you have to invest in coaching and put yourself in circles and communities where you're gonna you're with like-minded people that elevate you and help you grow, right? So if you get a friend going, you're never gonna make it doing that. You're not gonna start your own business. That friend needs to step aside because they're just negative for your positive. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that you brought that up because there are going to be people when you are first starting out that are going to, you know, say you're crazy or give you every excuse in the book, you know, not to do the thing, scarcity mindset. What if this doesn't work out? What if this happens? What if that doesn't work out? You know, and it can really prevent you. And that's why I love what you brought up, you know, the the social audio app and putting yourself in spaces and places where you know you're going to receive like being that that intentionality, you know, being uh, having that intention of where you're going to place yourself, knowing you're going to receive what you need to receive. That's why I love, you know, this community that I'm starting next level women, you know, because I have the same vision because I've seen that growth, the same growth. I mean, we've been in the same places and spaces and I've watched you grow. I'm sure you've watched me grow, you know, and it's from those spaces, you know, it really is. And a lot of the places and spaces are 
you do have to invest in yourself. Don't get me wrong. But then there are many of the free resources. You know, I, I, I get it. You know, starting a business takes a lot of money. You're, you're pouring out, you're leaking out money with maybe not, you know, nothing coming in at first. So, you know, when you say, well, you have to invest in yourself, you're like, yeah, right. How am I going to invest in myself? I got this business on top of, you know, that's not making money yet. But a lot of these places, you would be surprised. People who are very successful are very giving of their time, of their intellectual property, and just putting yourself in those conversations will give you the knowledge that you need to to make little changes, to make, you know, little improvements, to learn, you know, gather those little nuggets of wisdom and apply them to what you're doing. So I love that you brought that up. It's it's interesting how you you put yourself in circles that really can help. You know, someone else, your story can really change some the trajectory of someone else's life, right? And that's what Clubhouse did for me. It put me in a circle of people of all different walks of life, um, you know, mompreneurs, you know, regular people, like people from all over the world are on that app. And we've been blessed to be affected in a good way, a positive way, but some of these rooms, some of these people that we've met, I got to meet you in there, right? So it's, it's and, and also putting yourself outside your comfort zone. And, and you know what else too, something I learned that one of my biggest lessons that I've learned um, through this whole journey is just giving myself a lot of grace. Um, grace that, you know, we are our own biggest critics. So at the end of the day, maybe the person telling you, you can't do it as you. And you maybe need to get that thought out of your head because so as some of my mentors have said to me, what's the worst you're going to do? Fail? So what? You know how many other rich, successful people have failed a billion times before they won? Right. And so what does it matter if you fail? But you got to try. And if you don't ever try, you're never going to know. I never would have thought in a million years when I started, you know, I, I figured, hey, I just want to make my nut. I just want to cover 40 hours a week and that's it. And then I realized that I had a bigger calling to serve a larger population of people, the small business owner, the entrepreneur, the, you know, the, the, you know, that person that needs that partner to help them grow their business. So for me, I've onboarded so much tech and new things that I'm, I'm beginning to serve that up in, inside of my world. Um, but to me, it's, 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 you win as a team. You don't win being alone. And and if you don't put yourself in those environments where you can at least learn from others, um, then you're going at it alone and you're doing yourself a disservice. It's not fair to you. Uh, and I want to say one thing in comment to something you said where it takes a lot of money to start a new business. Yes and no. If you plan your stuff, if you plan your items accordingly and use the right software, like Canva, for instance, Right. There are tools and tricks out there that you can start yourself low budget that don't cost you a lot of money. It's just going to cost you your time. Your time is the biggest investment. Right. Um, and I, and, and for some of you folks that maybe work for someone else, right? You have this nine to five job and you are like, I, I really want to do my own thing. You know what? get ready, prepare yourself. When I started my, my business, I was working, I took another job in between the big job. And I, I knew immediately day one, oh, this is not for me. I need to get the fudge out of here. And it took about another year for me to go, I'm done. And, it, and I spent six months planning my escape, <laughs> making sure my site was built, all the things that I needed were built. I already, had, I already had customers in place. So when I said, I'm done, 
I already had, I already had my business was up and running. And you could do the same thing too by just aligning yourself in the right places. And you're right about the free resources online. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's, it's, you know, maybe it's a certain amount of dollars you need to start. But once you've put in those monies, now it's just a matter of working your business to get that in the door. And if you're a personable enough person, you you can make that business happen for you and just not be afraid to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, I It's like looking at it, it's a pure, like for me, it's like a pyramid, you know, and that foundation is really all about, you know, like what we talked about of just having that support because it's overwhelming starting a business. You have this idea and you have this vision for yourself, but, you know, breaking that vision down into smaller steps can be really overwhelming. So having that first foot in the door, you know, for me was always aligning myself with a community that was going to give me what I needed in order to grow, in order to step in and do the things that I want to do. And more so, you know, be the person that I want to be in order to do the thing, you know, because I feel like that scarcity and, you know, being confident, like you mentioned, Sometimes, you know, our confident, not being confident can hold us back from even doing the thing or thinking that it's even possible for us. A lot of people always pass off our visions and dreams like, oh, no, I can't. I'm never, I would never be able to do that. You know, anything is possible if you put your mind to it and you align yourself with the community that's going to support you in that. And then, you know, having the system and processes. You know, another form of support too, like, you know, my husband, he's very supportive. Is your husband supportive in, in what you do? He took over all the cooking about six years ago because I said, Look, I can't do the cooking anymore. And when I tried to take it back, he's like, nah, I like it. So don't worry about it. Um, he's incredibly supportive. He has no problem taking a backseat to his wife being the superstar. Um, he he's an inc- I have an incredible partner. And I know, I know you do too, Amanda. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's so important too. You know, and it, it's like, what do you do if you don't have that? You know, or some male partners at least, you know, go into that intimidation or, you know, just being very realistic sometimes or not realistic, I shouldn't say, uh, but very money oriented in terms of, you know, us taking on a new venture, you know, and I, I think in those, in those moments, it really comes back to just knowing maybe they need to see the proof in the pudding before they're going to step in and be like, all right, I'm game maybe give them some time. And that's why I think it's so important to to have those spaces and places such as, you know, the communities that you can find online, you know, not just Clubhouse, you can utilize Instagram, Facebook, whatever, Google, <laughs> find those communities that work for you if you don't really have that support because you'll, you'll see. And I, I think this is an important point because being intentional with where you put yourself in order to receive what you need to receive. You know, sometimes we feel like when we're not receiving from the people that we think that we should, that we should end that relationship. And in reality, that's not really the case. And you'll find yourself being very alone if you start doing that. You know, you're you're doing things that are, you're taking it a step above. You know, you might be the first person in your family to do something, to start your own business. You know, so going to your family who's never done that for support, you might 
be let down in, in what you're going to receive as, as far as, you know, encouragement, if you were looking for encouragement or if you were looking for that green light. And sometimes that happens with your partners too. You know, if they've never done anything that was out of their comfort zone, out of the box, they might not be so supportive in giving you what you need in order to do the thing that's out of your comfort zone and out of the box, right? That's true. You know, I, I would say my suggestion, and I, I learned this in business, and I also, I'm, I use it in my personal life, is that if you have a partner or someone that's not on board with you, you got to start planting some seeds in people's heads. I, I know this is going to sound crazy. Um so you got to start planting seeds. And what I mean by that is that if you have an idea, a thought, or you, you think you're gonna, you want to do something, right? Start talking about it. St- change the language that you use. Always use positive language about wrapped on what you're going to do, right? And then um, little by little. So we only can change things 1% a day. So imagine if you just 1% a day get closer to your goal. 365 days, you're 365% closer to that goal. Am I right? And so, or even changing that mindset. So, so it would, to me, it would be a combination of that and then getting your venture going. And then what I've learned, especially with men that are stubborn, proof is in the numbers. So if you can show by numbers how you're going to, how this is this or your trajectory for this, or wow, I didn't realize that you could make that kind of money doing that. And sometimes it's, it's a matter of, um, coddling that ego that exists unfortunately on the on some of you know some of the our 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 partners our counterparts right um it's catering to that and then making them feel included in and hey this is a team effort and all it's it's changing mindset right because it's the man don't take care of the house anymore it's a community effort it's a team effort to make that happen and sometimes it's just even laying that foundation with your partner going you know life is tough you see how much things cost now? This is a community, this is a team effort to make things happen and helping to change that mindset of how maybe how they're perceiving them. Maybe their their ego is bruised because you have to work too much, or they prefer you spending more time with the children because they feel that's important because that's that's what they saw when they were raised. That's what they saw when they were growing up. And so if you could take a step back, put yourself in your partner's position or maybe how they grew up and understanding a little bit of that. That can help you to flip the conversation to maybe gain that gain that buy-in for someone who's difficult. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that I don't have someone like that. But my previous, I'm, you know, I'm on my third time's a charm. My second husband, oh no, I was at his side twenty four seven, not working. He needed a whoopee, mm-hmm. right? Right. So <laughs> he needed a whoopee. I love that. <laughs> and you ain't no whoopee, girl. You are not no will be, that is for sure. So let us know. I, I want to hear what's on the horizon for brand marketing for 2024. Give us all the deets. Actually, it's really funny you say that. Um, so my 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 gig at brand marketing is going so well, and I've got the right team in place. I've got all my systems, processes, and procedures in place. I've developed training modules um, that will be able to create, you know, monthly recurring revenue for me, as well as um, a different uh, different types of training programs where I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing more training, on-site training for some of my clients. Being a marketing genius and and dealing in the social world where I do, uh, I deal with a lot of salespeople that are having aversion 
to building their personal brand on LinkedIn. I do a lot of business to business work. I help a lot of clients with their, with that messaging. And so that's something that I'm really going to kick up like 10 notches, um, as well as getting my own podcast going, as well as gotten a, uh, I'm going to be getting an article, a monthly article in an industry magazine that I serve. So I, I'm getting a monthly article starting in January. So I'm excited about that. Um, but my biggest thing is of uh, two other things. You're asked a lot. Um, I'm writing a book. I'm starting a book next week. And so that that's getting underway. Um, and then I have this intention in 24 to um, build, a, build a business model or a coaching community that I'm helping that entrepreneur with the behind the scenes grunt of the details of the day to day, because that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest cruxes of all is how do you automate your systems as a small business owner to capitalize on all the new tech out there? So you can look bigger than you are still upselling inside of your community, still serving messaging, communicating, tracking, texting, etc. And so that's something that I've mastered. I'm bringing that into the, with my clients that I serve right now. And I want to help small business owners capture that opportunity to look bigger and badder than they are um, to help them like really crush it. And so that's something that I'm going to do in 24. Wow, girl, you are blowing up. Look out. I love it. I'm here for it. I can't wait to see. Oh my gosh. The podcast, the book, all the things. Super excited. I love this conversation. I got to ask you too, because I know, I know you're in Utah, but have you ever traveled into the Philly area? It's been a long time. I have not. Um, I did the Philly steak cheese challenge between uh, Frank's and shoots with the other one. Shites. They're across the street from each other. Oh, uh, Pat's and Gino's. Thank you. That's the one. Which, and that was a long time ago. Uh, and I think it was, it was Pat's for me. <laughs> Well, you know, I gotta say, I, I'm I'm neither. I'm a Freshworks girl, which is why I wanted to bring this into the conversation. Because you know, I want to give a, a quick shout out to our sponsor, and and I bring this up because I know like they're known, and you know, shout out to to Pat's and Geno's. They do their thing. They make their money. They are landmarks in Philly, but a lot of us, you know, Philly people, we know where to go when you want that, like damn, the sandwich just hits. And one of those places, for me at least, is the Fresh Works of Port Richmond. I mean, their cheesesteaks are like no other. They they bake their own bread. Wow. Yeah. And it's so like even there's people that come in that are having like spaghetti dinner, pasta dinner. They'll come in, they'll get a couple like the rolls are like those. I don't even know how many feet they are. Three feet rolls. Yeah, I think they're three feet rolls. Um, so they'll come in, they'll get their, their sandwich, uh, their rolls for their pasta dishes, but any sandwich on those rolls is just a game changer. We make, you know, the hoagies, which a lot of people call subs here in Philly, they're called hoagies. You know, we have wings for that, you know, Sunday, Sunday night football or whatever you're, you're hosting family, you got your wings, everything's covered. If you want that like traditional Philly flavor, you got to check them out. Their link is in the description of this week's episode. So if you want to check them out and see where they're at, go ahead, click below. If you're not able, if you're not going to be in the Philly area, that's okay too. Just go over to their Facebook or their Instagram rather and just comment and say, hey, I'm a girlfriend from Staying Inspired. Just wanted to say hi. <laughs> Tell them Amanda sent you. So there you go. Awesome. I can't wait. Listen, I, uh, 
I know I'm going to be traveling to the Northeast this uh, this year, so I, I should stop in. So yeah, just- we'll have lunch or dinner or whatever. I'll be I'll meet you there. I really wanted to dive into this. It is because you know the holidays are here. And we all have our things that we do around the holidays. And I know we we spoke and you you recently moved to Utah, right? Where were you before that? Uh, so I'm sort of a vagabond. I've lived all over the country, actually. I lived in South America, too, as a, as a teenager. So I had a little stint there. Uh, but all our family, my husband and I, all our families back east. My my parents are in Florida. His all his family, uh, my my nephews and you know nieces and stuff are in the Carolinas. We've been in Utah since 2012. Um, so it's you know being out here is it's beautiful. I live I live next to five national parks. I got nine major ski resorts that are like top notch, like Park City. Deer Valley is usually rated number one in the country. Like every year, that's 45 minutes from my house. You know the life so nice good for you well you know i wanted to bring this up because a lot of us have our christmas tradition holiday traditions whatever holiday you 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 know celebrate but you know sometimes we get bored of them and we're like we need to implement something new or maybe you know there's someone listening that's like you you just moved and you're like hey i need a new like we need to start establishing some new traditions now you know we're in a new place let's let's go explore so you know i found some of these holiday traditions from classic to new activities to try, which I thought was pretty cool. So one of them was watching the tree lighting ceremony in your town. I'm sure every town has one. I know uh, here in Philly, I think I might've missed ours, but we also have one in a town nearby that I like to take the kids to. It's just always really pretty to watch like, you know, them like the tree. It just gives you a little like, oh, the holidays are here, you know? So that's always really fun. Another one was visit a festive holiday restaurant. You know, I've seen, especially in the city, and I don't know if there's any restaurants like this near you. It's becoming more popular though, because I've been seeing them a lot on Instagram and it's not, they're not just in the Philly area, but some of these restaurants go all out and transforming their entire restaurant into this holiday wonderland. I'm talking like, the entire ceiling is covered with garland and Christmas balls and lights. And it's just a whole experience, you know? So it's like, it's cool if you have kids, but I think it's something cool too. If you don't have kids and you and your partner can go out and just enjoy like a nice dinner, just being surrounded by all of that, you know, it makes for great content. (laughs) You know, if you're out and about, right? Yeah. Do you have any restaurants like that where you live? Uh, Utah is a different egg when it comes to establishments. So uh, they do, um, you know, who actually really does it up? There's this, and it's it's interesting, Utah, because of the dynamic of the religions, a lot of families. So it's really hard to take a family of eight to 10 out to dinner. And so our restaurants are real different. And so there's this, there is actually this Japanese or this Chinese restaurant up the road from our house. And like, they go all out and they have like a professional company come in and the garland is like ginormous all over the, like all over the restaurant. Really nice. Um, there's actually what I love to do, which is a really beautiful holiday tradition here is we have a, a gorgeous hotel called the grand America and they have, they do a tea. And so watch my, if, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see in a couple of weeks, my husband and I are going to go for afternoon tea 
and I, they they do it up there at Christmas. They have Christmas trees all over this amazing hotel, nutcrackers everywhere. They have all of these windows that are decorated throughout, like, you know, throughout the lobby of this just very, very beautiful older hotel in Utah. Um, and so um, that's a nice thing. But the, the best thing to do in the area, honestly, is to check out the lights down at the Mormon temple at the main center of of where the you know Latter-day Saints have their church. It's it's incredible the way that they decorate, the way that they decorate where the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, sorry, the they're now called the was it the choir at Temple Square, excuse me. Um it's incredible. Like that stuff makes Disney look like they're poor. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm not joking. They do it up right here. Uh Mormon church they love Christmas they love it I love it I love driving around like it just brings like you know even your neighbors just it just brings your whole town to life right like you just drive around you just feel like a little more uplifted especially because like daylight saving so then it gets like darker earlier so it's like dark where I live around like 5 p.m. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't, I dislike it. I don't like it at all. So having like the lights just gives you like a light in your, in your heart. <laughs> it does. It does. So do you, do you, are you a baker? Do you bake cookies? I, I used to bake a lot of cookies and then I got tired of baking because I used to bake cookies and fudge and all kinds of stuff. And I got, you know, we just got done a massive remodel in my house. And so I, I don't have the energy to be that kind this year. So I'm probably going to buy. But I, I used to be a big baker until about a year ago. And so um, I just get tired of baking. And I also think that my diet, and so I can't, when I make that kind of stuff, I can't resist. It all goes in my mouth. So half goes to the uh, to my neighbor and the other half goes out. Yep. Same here. Same here. I was saying that this year. I'm like, I, you know, one cookie just make sure they came out okay and that is it but one of the things it does say to do is start a cookie exchange which i think is something cute especially if you're new in town it's a great way to introduce yourself or just like you know reestablish. sometimes we're not as close to our neighbors we're all busy doing our thing and you know it's it's just a nice way to like reconnect you know give a little something it doesn't take a lot of you know time so i thought that was a cute idea too that's awesome I like that i definitely take that I think I'm going to take that run with that in my neighborhood. Thank you. Right? Yeah. I think it's such a cute idea. I always, I always like to deliver like cookies to my neighbors that are all around me. And, and then now they, you know, give cookies back. So it's just, it's cool. And it gives you like cookie ideas like, oh, this is a really good cookie. I think I'm going to make it next year. One of the things that my kid, my kids like, which it drives me insane. If you are a mom listening to this, you will agree. If you have children and you do the Elf on the Shelf, I don't know who created this Elf on the Shelf, but let me tell you, I the one year we lost them, so then we had to we had to go out and buy new ones. Then we found them, so then we had an overabundance of elves. <laughs> but it's like every morning, it's a mad dash to going downstairs. And moving the elf, elves, we have we have multiple now, you know, because we forgot to do it the night before. And then by the time we get used to it, Christmas is over. And I'm not one of those parents that, you know, goes, there's some parents that leave, like, you know, the elves leave a whole mess. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought this was supposed to, like, 
threaten and scare our children to be good for Santa. Like, I thought that was the main goal. Like, we're supposed to be, you know, keeping them on the straight and narrow. Because <laughs> we know how kids get sometimes around the holidays. It get crazy. I don't know what the outcome is, Shelf. Like, I, I have not had my life. But what's wild that you say that is that I have a, I have a friend here in Utah who started a whole business around just party planning. But she has a whole other revenue stream of Elf on the Shelf. All kinds of one camel elf on the shelf, like sporty elf on the like she's got all these kits. She made a whole like I'm in Utah. Can you imagine the naughty kids that need to take care of? <laughs> I and you know it, these the out of these people have taken it to a whole new level. My thing is, I, I mean, there's and and don't listen. Do what you want to do. I don't really care. But this is just my personal opinion. <laughs> I ain't going all out all the time with these friggin' elves. They're getting moved and that's it. Like I see some of these these parents that are like leaving presents out. I'm like, if you ask me, I don't know. It's just kind of like you're you're dimming the sparkle of waking up and having presents on like by the time Christmas comes, they're so desensitized from receiving the whole Christmas season. You know, I'm like, leave it for Christmas Day. Just have move the elves around and just leave it at that. Like can I just keep my sanity during this Christmas season, parents? You know, I got my daughter coming home. So-and-so's elf, leave them presents every week. I'm like, well, so-and-so's elf, is there something wrong with them? I don't know. <laughs> that's a lot of expectation. That's like the, that's like the, it's that's like the pair, that's like the, the, the families that have the tooth fairy that either five bucks or the $20. And then, you, you know, the kids are comparing in school. My tooth fairy left me 20 bucks. My tooth fairy left me a dollar. And you're like, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, these are just some of the examples I wanted to bring. There was a couple other ones, decorate the tree with special ornaments. Me and my husband used to do it every year. We, we kind of like, if you celebrate Christmas and have a Christmas tree, we, me and him used to, get Christmas ornaments for each other. Last couple of years, I don't think we've done it. So we we should probably pick that back up because we did enjoy doing that for each other. But, you know, just... If you travel at all, if you're a traveler, make sure to buy something that you could put on your tree. So then uh, now you've got a Christmas tree full of ornaments, things that you've picked up in your travels around the world. Because that's what I started doing about like eight years ago. I even have an ornament from the, the um, is it the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris? Wow. I love that. Little fun thing. To, so like if you're tra- like if you know like you're gonna go to Disney, buy a Disney ornament, like get an ornament from anywhere you travel and it'll help make that your tree more special because they'll make they'll mean even more than the handmade ornaments. Like they'll mean as much as the handmade ornaments your kids make. Yeah, I love that. That's so and you know what it's like you have that conversation piece, you know, like when you have company over and they look at your your ornaments you, there's a, a story to go with each of them i love that so much i have i have two christmas trees because i'm crazy but my my front room and my front room tree actually I have three but i don't decorate the one it's just a little one that goes in my window um so my my front room one and my family room she is my posh one her name is marat or martha rather so her name is Martha. And then I have my front room tree, which that's where Santa leaves the gifts. Her name is Mariah. That tree, all of my Christmas, I mean, my mom gave me all of my Christmas ornaments, 
all my kids stuff that they do gets put on that tree, you know, so that's like more like the memories. And then my front room tree or, you know, my Martha tree, my posh tree is just more of like a decoration piece. You know, she's very aesthetically pleasing when you look at her, but yeah. I miss that when I lived in the care. So I used to live in, uh, I used to live in North Carolina. And so in the Carolinas, you have a Christmas tree in front of every window. And so I used to have like anywhere from four to six Christmas trees going, even if it was a little one in this window, my stepdaughter had one in her room that was pink and glittery with like all the things. And like, it was a big deal. Like in the South, they do it up right. <laughs> are you a, a real Christmas tree gal or are you a? I am. I am. Um, I am, and this year we're going to be really daring, and I'm going to go get one of those tall, weird, funky, skinny trees that are that are sparse. You know what I'm talking about with the with huge ornaments on. So we're going to, since we literally just moved up into our home last week from all the renovations, my husband looked at me in the eyes like, please don't, don't put Christmas all over the house. I beg of you not to put Christmas all over the house this year. We just got it back. And I'm like all right, but we're doing this kind of tree this year. So yes, I am a real Christmas tree girl. I love that. So I used to be for a short stint. I grew up with fake trees. My husband grew up with real tree. So it really didn't like, it wasn't a big deal to me. But when we first moved in together, he was like, we're not going to get a real tree. And I was like, no, I don't even know what to do with that thing. Like I never grew up with them. So he really wanted one. And I was like, you know what? I don't mind. I don't, I'm not against it. So we go out and we get it. So we were doing that, rocking with that for a couple of years. And then we thought, let's up our game. Let's not only get a real tree, let's cut one the fuck down. I don't want to do that. Uh, well, maybe after this story, you may not want to. So listen closely. <laughs> so we go out. My, my daughter was probably four or three. We took her with us because we're like, this is a whole Griswold family adventure cutting down this tree right so we cut it he cuts it down i'm like look at you cutting down a tree so manly so sexy so we get this tree home and she's a big one. she was a big girl barely fit in i was like oh we really cut it close she was just touching the ceiling beautiful tree so i'm decorating her i get up on the ladder and i'm putting the lights on and i noticed there was something moving in the tree and I couldn't like quite figure out I'm like maybe it's just the glisten from the lights on my eyes I, I thought maybe my eyes were just playing tricks on me so I'm you know continuing to put the lights on the tree and then as I got to the top of the tree I noticed there was like this white ball almost looked like a stretched out cotton ball and I thought I wonder what that is that's weird maybe it's a cobweb oh no so I get to the top of the tree and I'm putting lights on and I start seeing all those things moving again. And then I look at the white stretched out cotton ball looking thing and I realized, oh, those little, those little things are moving inside of that. So here we had a huge spider nest in this tree. There were spiders. When I tell you everywhere, they were everywhere. This tree cost us like over a hundred dollars to chop down. And it was in my yard on the ground that same night. And then we took our asses down to the corner where they were selling the trees for like 20 bucks. 
and we got ourselves a twenty dollar tree. So apparently, when they when you get your trees chopped down for you, they make sure that none of that stuff exists. The spider nest, maybe a squirrel. I don't know. Maybe we got lucky with just a spider nest. But yeah, we were head to like from the top of the tree to the bottom of the tree was covered in sp- baby spiders, and I just I freaked out. I'm like, get it out of the house. Get it out of the house. So. Yeah, after that year, we're like, you know what? Let's just do a fake tree and keep our sanity. But so, you know, I have a fine. fake tree. So I'll tell you, when we moved in our house, um, I have this big window in our living room. So, you know, a nine or 10 foot real tree costs a lot of money. So like, you know what? We're going to we're going to buy a fake tree. And then once a, after like, you know, after like five years or six years when the light started dying and nothing's working and I was like, let's go to a real tree. And then even this year I was looking at like a real, a really nice fake tree, like from some of these places, like thousand dollars, fifty dollars. Doing that, I'm gonna go get another real tree this year and maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, some of the- inspired me to not go cut down one real. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I can, and if I can prevent <laughs> one can other prevent- family from suffering in this manner, I'm gonna do it. Ah. Just, you know, it's a, listen, if you want to go and I'm not saying don't go chop one down, just learn from my mistake of not realizing that you need to check the tree that's out in the wilderness for live creatures and or, you know. A gaggle of spiders, like a thousand spiders in a, in a, in a sack about the size of a quarter. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm telling you, this was like, this nest was like this. This was like a good six incher. God bless you. So there was a lot of spiders up in there. But yeah, so, you know, that's just a couple ideas. I know the holidays are here. Some traditions. Let me know in this week's post over on uh, Instagram what some of your holiday traditions are. I'd love to hear it. Alicia, it's been a pleasure having you. Let everyone know where they can find you if they want to connect. You know, hear what you're, you're, you're throwing down for 2024. Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the real Alicia Branham, um, or you can follow me at aliciabranham.com. But Instagram, I'm usually pretty busy on there. And then if you, I have an alter ego on TikTok called Allytude, um, which is me taking out my childhood aggressions, <laughs> place that most people don't know about. And so, yeah, you could find me on there. And I would love to connect with anyone that's interested in, in talking with me, even if you're, you know, you're looking to just figure out how you can take that next step. I'm, I'm very happy to help any of your listeners, you know, um, you know, you know, guide them and get them to where they need to be just even a, a few minutes of advice or whatever. So I'm happy to help. So. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you have a wonderful holiday. And for those of you listening till next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.